Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you're new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. How is everybody doing today? Come on, you doing good? Come on, tell three people around you, you look fantastic. Come on, we got snow cones after church today. I already heard the worship team said I'm getting them after every service. So we call we can also we get summer at one church or weight gain Sunday. It's whatever you want. It's good. So uh, it's it's good to have you here today. Uh, my name is Brian Sparks. I'm lead pastor here at One Church, and we're so honored to have each and every one of you here uh, today. And uh, before I go any further, come on, we got to welcome our Sulphur Springs campus. Sulphur Springs, we love you. Uh, so proud of what God is doing there. And uh, while we're at it, come on, let's watch every. Uh, let's just welcome everybody that's watching online right now. Come on. We have people that watch from all over the world, and if you're ever in the area, drop by one of our locations, and I promise you we'll make you feel right at home, because I feel like this is the friendliest and the greatest church, personally, uh, in uh, not just the state of Texas, but all of America, and that's a big statement, but I am biased, and that's okay. So uh, it's just like my kids are the best, and speaking of kids, uh, today is my daughter's birthday. Come on. There's got to be some benefit to being a pastor's kid, and, and you get a shout-out from the stage. And, uh, and so I love Braylee Kay. Where are you at, Braylee? Is she around? Uh, there she is. She is the best daughter on the planet. Could not have asked for a better daughter, and uh, she is just incredible. She's got a beautiful heart, and she's beautiful, and I love her so much. And so, uh, but man, we've got, uh, we had some great things going on. Come on, we had our men's event yesterday. Come on, it was so good. Oh, Lord, man, it was, the food was incredible, and we had awesome worship, and it was, what was so awesome is it was all men serving. Uh, from, from the stage, that all the worship was all men, and it was just, a, it was a great event. And, uh, and I'll always say, y'all had more women, but y'all never have just women serving. So I'm just saying, like, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good, uh, because even, even when uh, y'all have a sisterhood, which we started calling it Mr. Hood, I don't know if it's... <laughs> <laughs> I want a Mr. T logo or something and have it Mr. Hood. Come on, that'd be awesome. Uh, also show my age. But uh, anyway, so uh, we're so glad uh, that you came out. We had great food, and uh, it was awesome to have you. Hey, we've got uh, some great things happening at One Church. Obviously, this summer we're at One Church, which is an awesome thing. But we also have an opportunity coming up on July 17th. Uh, 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 July 7th, I'm sorry. July 13th, July 13th, I said the wrong date, July 13th, uh, we have Serve Day. Serve Day is coming up, and it's going to be an awesome time for you to be able to be a part of what's going on. Here's the thing is that I believe this, that God has called us to be the church, not just here, but when we walk outside these doors. And you've heard some awesome things that we've done. You know, we paid, uh, you did, if you give to uh, one church, we paid off uh, all the out outdo or the uh the do school lunches we did that we gave out backpacks to kids uh who are going home like we're always doing something and here's the thing is that now then we have an 
opportunity that we, we're going to actually get to serve our communities. Yes. And, uh, and what we do is we put together these serve teams and we figure out projects and we go out and we begin to do these things just to make an impact in our world, right? Because God has called us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And anytime we can go outside these walls and begin to do that. And so here's the thing is mark your calendars, get signed up for, you can go to imonechurch.com slash serve. And, and, uh, and get signed up for that. Maybe you have an event and you're thinking, man, I, would, I have this thing that I, I would love. I think this would be a great way to serve our community uh, no matter where you're at. Uh, you, I, I think this would be awesome. You can create an event and, uh, and, and actually host a serve team where we go out. Now, here's the thing. I'm just going to tell you, painting your house. <laughs> this is not self-serve day. This is serve day, okay? So some of y'all are like, oh man, I got some landscaping need to be done. Come on over to my place. We got plenty to do. No, come on. Uh, but uh, if you want to do that, you can go to imonechurch.com slash serve and get signed up. And so, hey, I, I'm uh, excited about today's message. And uh, so if you got a Bible, turn to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. And we're going to read verse 18 and 19. Matthew 15, verse 18 and 19. If you don't have a Bible, that's co- okay. We will have it up on the screens for you. Uh, here you go. It says this, uh, but those things which proceed, Jesus is talking, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Come on. Somebody say it's from the heart. It's from the heart. And they defile a man for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. Man, what an encouraging scripture. And, uh, and I love this because God, uh, Jesus is saying it's, it, it's coming from your heart. The things that we do outwardly have come from within. So if you're taking notes today, you can title today's message, It Came From Within. It came from within. Lord, right now I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. You know, when I was uh, five years old, um, I uh, went to my dad one day after work. And um, I went up to him and I said, hey, dad, I I just want to let you know that there is a boy on the street who's cussing. My dad is a normal dad, and so he kind of, he brushed it off, come on, because when you come in from work, you're like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. And he said, he looked at me, and he goes, well, you know cussing's wrong, you shouldn't cuss, it's, it's a bad thing, and that boy should be ashamed of himself. And, uh, and so, uh, and he sent me on my way. Uh, the next day, I came in, and my dad came in from work, and I said, hey, daddy, uh, there's a, a boy on the street who's cussing. And he said, well, you know, cussing's wrong. You shouldn't do that. It's a, that's a, sh- a shameful thing. You shouldn't do that. It's bad. You know, uh, and, uh, and, and, and he sent me on my way again. The third day, I came in, and I said, hey, dad, there's a, a boy on the street who's cussing. And uh, he kind of started to pick up something and understand that something else might be going on. And so he, uh, he, he said, son, is that little boy you? <laughs> Apparently it was because I bowed my head in shame and I said, yes, sir. <laughs> now, I figured you should get points for being honest. Right? Come on. But not in my house. Because my dad immediately, because I grew up in a house that spanked, right? That's just... 
We did. We got spanked for everything. I mean, you look cross-eyed. You got spanked. And, and uh, here's the deal is that we, so justice was quick, and he, he spanked me, and he told me, he said, son, here's the thing. Every day I'm going to come in from work, and I'm going to ask you if you've been cussing. And if you've been cussing, I'm going to spank you. And every day I, he came in from work. And said, son, have you been cussing? And every day I would bow my head in shame and say, yes, sir. And I don't know how long it took, but every day he kept on doing this over and over again. And apparently I had a filthy mouth, but I didn't have a lying tongue. Because I kept telling him, yes, sir. And I would get a spanking. Yes, sir. And I would get a spanking. Now, here's the thing. I don't know how long it took because I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But eventually I realized that I better start filtering my mouth. I better start watching what I say because it's not worth what I'm getting. The, the words, and so I put a filter on my mouth. Here's the thing is that we begin to learn something that painful consequences will cause us to put a filter on our actions. Painful consequences cause us to say, you know what, I'm going to start filtering my actions. I'm going to filter what I say. I'm going to filter what I do. And it's these painful consequences. We're, we're not necessarily not doing it because we don't want to do it. Most of the time, we're not doing it because we're afraid of the painful consequences. And so what we do is, is that we go to work and we filter everything that we say and do so that we keep our jobs. We go uh, to, over to our friend's house and we're hanging out and we filter what we say and do because we want to keep our friends. We, we, we go home and we filter what we say and do with our spouse because we're tired of sleeping on the couch. And everything runs through this filter. The problem is, is there are some things that should be filtered, but there's some things that should be warnings. And what happens is that we begin to put a filter on everything in our lives. And what we, we don't just filter our mouths. We start filtering the pain and the anger and the jealousy and the guilt and the shame. And we filter this stuff. And, and, and the problem is, is that we are, are modifying our behavior but we should be monitoring our hearts. Because God, God wants us to not just modify our behavior. He wants us to begin to monitor our hearts. And the fact that you keep dealing with the same thing over and over and over and over again is not because it's in your lineage or your heritage. It's the fact that there's something going on on the inside of you. And when it comes up, God is trying to show you, hey, there's something going on within I had a. Uh, I worked at the fire department for uh, nearly ten years, and uh, I loved. Uh, I loved being with all the guys and stuff. But there was this one guy who uh, he cussed a lot. Now, anytime you say a fireman cussed a lot, you know he cussed a lot. I mean, he he was a, he was pretty filthy mouth. And the thing is, is it didn't stop with cussing because. He loved to tell dirty jokes. Come on. And he also said a lot of inappropriate stuff. 
a lot of inappropriate stuff. And, uh, and one day we had a, a, a girl who had subbed in. She was working for somebody else. She didn't normally work at our station. And she was working there. And this guy's talking for, we're only probably an hour and a half into the day. And she looks over at him and says, you need to start filtering your mouth. I mean, I'm telling you, she hangs around firemen all the time. And this guy needs to start filtering his mouth, and she and he, without missing a beat, he goes, "Honey, this is filtered. You don't want to know what's really on the inside." What he was saying is, is that I am doing my best to filter what's on my heart. I'm doing my best to filter what's on the inside, but there's something going on. And so many times we're trying to treat the symptoms when we need to get to the actual root cause of what's going on. He's revealing something that there's something filthy on the inside of me. And even though I try to filter it, and even though it's just coming out, and it gets harder and harder to filter as time goes by, most of us have better filters than that most of you 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 know come on you're not you're not having somebody go hey you need to come on you need to filter your mouth most of you aren't that way and if you are come on you're in the right place but here's the thing is that most of us run better filters than that but the truth is is that every now and then it pops up every now and then something comes out every now and then it comes to the surface and we go oh my gosh where did that come from going to give you a hint it came from within wow. yeah. it's good. came from your heart it, it, it's been there and what happens is is we end up pushing it back down and acting like it's not there but the truth is is that we know it's there but we're going to hide it we're going to put a better filter on it we're going to just we're going to bite our tongue a little bit longer I wish I had a beach ball. Does anybody oh, have a beach ball? What's the odds of somebody bringing a beach ball to church? Pastor Nancy's always ready to party. You know, when I was growing up, uh, my, my pappy had a pool. Come on. Anybody got a pappy? I love my pappy. And uh, pappy had a pool, and uh, he's a hard-headed guy. And got tired of cleaning it, so he just bulldozed dirt into it and covered it up one day. Sad day. Now we just play in the dirt. It's not nearly as much fun. But uh, he had a pool, and when growing up, we had I, I had a bunch of cousins, and we always were coming up with new games and new things to do. And uh, and here's the deal: is that. I was, I was raised in the country, riding horses and doing all of this stuff, and I loved doing it. In fact, I, one thing that we loved uh, is the rodeo. We loved to go to the rodeos. In fact, I was in a riding club where we carried the flags in for the rodeo, you know, every, and that's what we, come on, I'm, I'm redneck, y'all. And uh, it was so much fun. I loved doing it. And uh, in fact, I'll tell you this, that whenever I was growing up, I did not want to be a pastor. I wanted to be a rodeo clown. I feel like I'd have made a great rodeo clown. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, but I, I wanted to be a rodeo clown. And so since I love the rodeo, one of the things that we love to do and love to play at the pool is that we would get a beach ball, come on, and we'd push it under the water. And we would get on it, come on, we'd throw a hand in the air because we're redneck, right? Come on. We'd throw a hand in the air and we would see how long we could hold the ball underwater and stay on it. 
And here's the thing is that I feel like there's a lot of people that that exactly explains your life. There's a lot of people in Sulphur Springs right now, and that explains your life. There's a lot of people watching online right now, and that explains your life. There's a lot of people in this room, and that explains what you're doing, and you keep pushing things down, but it's just a matter of time before it pops to the surface. It's just a matter of time before it comes up again, and over and over, and we push the anger down, and we act like it's not there, and I'm just going to hold on, and I'm going to balance it and but here's the thing is that balancing something that you're pushing under gets to be exhausting and that's why when you come home at the end of the day you're exhausted from holding this thing under for so long that you explode on your kids and you wonder where did that come from the problem isn't that you're not you're you're not don't have a good enough filter the problem is is that you're tired of holding something underneath and here's the deal is that it's time to stop trying to be have better filters and start understanding that God wants to work on our hearts. We keep pushing it under. Keep pushing it under again and again and again. And it's just a matter of time before it explodes. And when it comes to the surface, all of a sudden we look around and go, where did that come from? Oops, I did it again. It came from within. It came from our hearts. How do we start monitoring our hearts? How do we not just monitor our behavior, but we start monitoring our hearts? I'm going to give you a few things. Number one, if you want to know what's in your heart, pay close attention to what you say and what you do. Come on. Pay close attention to what you say. And what you do. And I'm going to just take it a step further here. And if you want to know what's in your heart, pay close attention to what you want to say. And what you want to do. Oh, if my kids weren't around, you don't even know, girl. Come on, I would fight you right now in this parking lot, right? Come on. You're lucky my kids are here or else I would let you know what I think about you. Come on. And you begin, you, you, you got to understand, you got to pay close attention to not just what I say and do, but what I want to say and do. Come on. You ever got in the car after an argument and thought, I should have said. You always come up with the best things that you should have said in the parking, like when you're headed away, right? Oh, I wish I would have said this and I wish I would have said that. Here's the thing is that we got to understand that if we want to know what's going on in our hearts, we got to pay close attention to what we're saying, what we're doing, what we want to say and what we want to do. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says this, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. One translation says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, here's the thing, is the stuff that's in your heart is driving your actions and your words. It's driving the things that you say and the things that you do. There was, uh, there's been several polls that went around, and uh, uh, it was like nationwide polls that they did years and years ago. And they would go around and they would ask people this. If you knew there were no consequences... Would you? And they would ask different people different questions. If you knew there were no consequences, would you rob a bank? Now, here's the thing. Everybody in this place, do not nod your head right now. This is a trap. 
I'm just going to let you know right now. Don't be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd rob a bank. You kidding me right now? There's a police officer out there. Come on. He will take you out. Um, here's the thing is it, it, they would ask these questions. If, if you knew, come on, if you knew there were no consequences, if you knew that nobody would find out, here's, would you sabotage somebody you hate? If you knew, and they even took it a step further, further, and they said, if you knew there were no consequences, if you knew that you would get away with it, would you murder someone? If you knew that there were no consequences, if you knew that nothing would happen, would you have an affair? And over and over and over and over again, the overwhelming answer was yes. If I knew there were no consequences, if I knew that I would never be found out, if I knew that I would never get in trouble, if I knew that nothing would ever happen, absolutely I would do this. And here's the thing, is this poll is revealing something that we have, we have a filter on our behavior, but we still have toxic hearts. We have, we've been really good at, we modify our behavior because we're afraid of painful consequences. But if you remove the painful consequences, and I don't have to mess with it, and I don't have anything to worry about then absolutely the filters come off and I will go I will do whatever and say whatever I want but here's the thing is that God doesn't want modified behavior he wants clean hearts and over and over again we say yeah absolutely I would if I could but I can't so I won't We're modifying our behavior, but we're not monitoring our hearts. The second thing you need to know, some things that help us monitor our hearts is this. Is Christianity is, isn't about behavior modification. It's about heart transformation. It's not behavior modification. It's heart transformation. See, God wants to do a work from the inside out. But what we do, religion says you need to do a work from the outside in. And you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, and then you do this, and you do this, and then you can be a part of our family. And God's saying, no, you need to come as you are, but let me start doing a work from the inside out. Let me start transforming your heart. Let me start changing you from the inside out because I want a clean heart. Listen to this. I love Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. David is talking here. He says this. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. I love this because David is saying something. He's saying, God, search my heart because I know there's some stuff in here that doesn't need to be in here. I know there's some things in here and I'm tired of pushing it down and I'm tired of hiding it and I'm tired of filtering it and I'm in this uh, alone in this moment with you and I'm saying, God, search my heart because I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of holding it down over and over and over again and it's, it's come to the surface and I'm ready to deal with it search me if there's any offensive way in me know my heart and I want you to lead me in the right way come on what if we had churches that said God search my heart I don't want to just make behavior modifications but I want heart transformation God search my heart know my heart know my anxious thoughts and if there's any way in me that is offensive to you God I pray that you would work it out 
We, uh, my wife and I are, are notoriously bad at anything gardening. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Amen. Um, we are awful. I'm, and really, when I say we, I, I mean she, my wife. I blame her. Because uh, my grass looks great. I'm just saying. <laughs> But here's the deal is that uh, I'm just not very good. I, we're not very good at it. And we had these flower beds. And my flower beds ha- ha- were overrun with weeds. <laughs> weeds everywhere, right? There's just weeds. And uh, so my way of dealing with weeds in the flower beds is a weed eater. <laughs> it's called a weed eater, people. I'm just saying. And so I would, go, I would go through. Every time I would mow, I would go through my flower beds. And I would just go ahead and just knock down the weeds. Come on, somebody. Don't judge me. Knock down the weeds. Because, man, it, it looks good. At least it, nobody can see it from the road. And so I'd knock down the weeds over and over again. Well, uh, last week, my wife and I were out of town. And uh, we were seeing our best friends. And my parents were watching our house. Now, my mom is amazing. And uh, she, she does, uh, like, her yard looks ridiculously good it's amazing and uh and i come home and my flower beds are weed free because my mom decided that i'm not i'm gonna actually pull these things right and so i don't know how many hours it took i don't know how much work it took but she pulled all the weeds out of my flower bed so i come home to these beautiful manicured flower beds here's the thing is that she pulled what i was manicuring And I think that there's so many people in the church today that are manicuring their weeds and thinking it's all okay, it's good, but God wants to get to the root cause of the issue and begin to pull these things out of your heart. Because God doesn't want manicured weeds, he wants clean hearts. And if we get to the point that we say, God, I'm tired of just making it look good, and I'm tired of showing up on Sunday morning and saying amen and hallelujah and glory to God in the right times and acting like everything's okay, but over and over again these weeds keep sprouting up god i'm ready to deal with this thing i'm tired of pushing it down i'm tired of acting like the anger isn't there i'm tired of acting like the jealousy isn't there i'm tired of acting like the guilt isn't there god as it comes to the servant god i want to deal with it i'm tired of behavior modification when i could have heart, heart transformation you know the truth is is that i'm not there i still got things the other day, we, a couple of days ago, we had a, a, a long day full of meetings. We were busy, and uh, it was 8.30 at night, and I still hadn't eaten, and I was hungry. And my wife said something that was probably completely normal, and I snapped. And I said something, and I acted out in a way that I shouldn't have acted out. And here's the thing. This is what I want to do. I was just hangry. She shouldn't have said that. It's no big deal. But here's the thing. I tell people all the time, you just get to come listen to me preach to myself. Because I'm tired of that. I'm tired of manicuring my weeds. I'm tired of pushing it down again and again. And so here's the thing. This is what I prayed. Is God, why did I act that way? Why did that come out of my heart? It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. That shouldn't come out of my heart. And when it does come out of my heart, it's showing that there's something going on on the inside of my heart. So God, search me. 
Know my heart. Because I feel like every day, not because I'm a pastor, I should act in love. And the fact that I acted other than that tells me that there's something going on in my heart. So God, search me. Know my heart. Know my anxious ways. My anxious thoughts. The third thing, and I got to quit. I got so much more, but I got to quit. Third thing is, you need to know this. Your heart is your responsibility. Your heart is your responsibility. In Proverbs 4, verse 23, it says this, above all else. What's amazing about this is that in Proverbs, it's considered the book of wisdom. It was written by the wisest man that ever lived. And he says this, there's a lot of great stuff in this book. There's a lot of amazing wisdom in this book. But listen, above all else, Above everything else that I say and everything else that I tell you to do and all everything else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Above everything else, you've got to protect and you've got to guard your heart because everything you do in life will flow from this heart. Everything, and Jesus goes on to say, come on, everything bad comes from your heart. And, and if we start guarding and we wonder, sometimes we wonder how did it get in there, it's because we let it in. It's never too late, it's never too early to start guarding your heart. It's never too late. And some of you got some stuff in there, but right now you can keep some other stuff from getting in there. While God's working on cleaning out your heart, you can say, you know what, I'm going to guard my heart, I'm going to protect my heart, and I'm going to keep this stuff from getting in. It's never too late, it's never too early to start guarding your heart. So today I just want to do real quick, I want to do a heart check. With every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want any response. This is a something that you're doing just with you and you're just looking at your heart. Because most of the time we monitor our behavior, but we don't monitor our hearts. So I just want you to ask yourself these few questions. Is everything okay in your heart? Is everything okay in your heart? What about this? Are you mad at anyone? Come on, are you angry at somebody? Could be somebody at work. Could be your neighbor. Are you mad at anyone? What about this? Are you waiting on someone to get their heart right so that you can get yours right? Well, when they get it right, when they ask for forgiveness, when they do that, you waiting on them to get their heart right so that you can get your heart right? What about this? The things come out of your mouth regularly that you're embarrassed by and that you're having to apologize for. Do you find yourself celebrating other people's failures? 
secretly when somebody else fails and falls short or messes up or gets demoted? Are you celebrating? Do you have a secret you hope no one ever discovers? Is there a question that you hope no one ever asks? Last one. Have you lied to someone that you love recently? These are just a few questions to monitor your heart. And if you're in this place, if the answer was yes to any of those, can I tell you, God's revealing it to you not so you can push it back down again, but so that you can bring it to the surface and say, God, tired of hiding it. I'm tired of holding it under. I'm ready to deal with it. Search my search me, God. Lord, right now I thank you for every person in this place. Lord, everybody in Sulphur Springs, everybody watching online, Lord, we thank you for. Them. Lord, I thank you that your word instructs us and guides us. Lord, I thank you that you don't just want us to have manicured weeds, but God, you want us to have clean hearts. And Lord, right now, in this moment, God, we say, search us and know our hearts. Search us and know our hearts. And Lord, right now, I just thank you, Lord, that that as the pain and the anger and the jealousy and the guilt and the shame and all that comes to the surface, Lord, I thank you right now that God, that you are the God that heals, that you are the God that delivers. And Lord, right now, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that that you would begin to remove these things from our heart so that we could move forward with a clean heart. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye still closed, maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus. You never ask him into your heart. You never ask him to be the Lord of your life. Today you want to. Today you want to make that decision. Maybe you're here and you say, Brian, I prayed that prayer. I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but honestly, I'm not living like it. I've walked away from my relationship with God. Today I want to come back into relationship. I won't embarrass you. I won't call you forward. But I am going to ask you to do something. I'm going to count to three. And when I hit three, I just want you to slip your hand up and you can put it right back down. We're going to pray a prayer together as a church family, if that's you. Everybody's going to pray it with you. I believe this, your life will never be the same. If that's you and you say, Brian, I need Jesus in my life for the first time, one. Brian, that's me. I've walked away from my relationship with God, but today I want to rededicate my life to him, too. Brian, will you pray that prayer with me? Three, just slip your hand up. Put it right back down. pray this prayer together as a church family say Lord Jesus forgive me of my sin take my sin and by your grace I take your righteousness I make you the Lord of my life I give you all that I am in Jesus name everybody said amen come on give it up for every person that prayed that prayer today one church we aim to help you encounter jesus if this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give 
If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text DECIDED to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.